0: Hey, man, if you would turn your Bibles to Psalm 24-1, Psalm 24-1, that will be our focal verse, reading from the NIV 1984 version, and it reads, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. You may be seated in the presence of God. I want to speak to you from the subject of ownership. But we're going to be in a series called I Was Broke, Now I'm Not. I was broke, now I'm not, right? In this series, we're going to learn about what God teaches us about money and stewardship, right? I, I, let me take a survey by a show of hands. Has anybody ever been broke before? Anybody ever been broke before, all right? Now, I'm not asking, are, are you broke now? But have you have been broke before? Amen. All right, right. I mean, the kind of broke that when $20 was like, "Woo, I'm rich, you understand? Oh, boy, when I was in college, ooh, $20 went a long way, Lord. Lord, have mercy. $20 made me feel like a millionaire. And you know what I vowed to do? Once I started tithing and God started paying me, once I kind of almost graduated from college, I vowed to never eat another ramen, ramen, whatever you call them, noodles. If you ever invite me to dinner and you got ramen noodles, I'm out. Deuces. Don't call me. Don't text me, don't write me. You have been officially blocked from my life. If I go to your house and you give me some ramen, ramen, whatever, I know some Negroes say ramen, some Negroes say ramen, but you know what I'm talking about, the little noodles that be all clustered together, you break them up and put the little sauce on them and you be trying to go collect some more sauce. Hey, man, you don't like your sauce. Give me your little sauce. (laughs) That's broke. I don't want to feel like that ever again in my life. I don't want no more ramen noodles. Keep the sauce, the powder, whatever that sugar is. I don't need it. All right? So if you ain't living good and you living in a hut somewhere, if you invite me, if you got ramen noodles, I'm cutting you off. I don't care. <laughs> but see, this is what we're going to learn in this series. If you're broke, I'll be sharing principles that can help you begin winning with your money, God's way, and enable you to say, now I'm not. Now I'm not broke. All right? fact, say it right now, now I'm not broke. All right, but you got to say it with your chest and believe it, now I'm not broke. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Even if you feel broke right now, just say it because you got to speak what it is you want. All right? If you are doing well with your money, you will be challenged to take a next step and also share this teaching with others. And three, we will be talking about what God has to say about money for this week and three more weeks, all right? See, we're doing this not because I-, I want something from you, but I want something for you, all right? Of course, we want to make sure we continue to give and fund the vision that we have to take care of people. In fact, you all, uh, not you all, but the Virginia Baptist State Convention and Tidewater Peninsula Baptist Association flew me up to Kentucky, um, right? Actually, on my birthday, they had me working, same on them. flew up there on my birthday. I just thought about that. Just messed my whole little day up, but we was giving, so I'm good. So we we so I went up there to make sure that we, we were able to see those who we gave to. Come on, somebody. And we saw the devastation that happened, but we also saw what we were able to help fix because some of the insurance didn't pay right away, and, and some neighborhoods they didn't get to. I'll let you guess which ones they didn't make it to. But they didn't get it, and we sent them some things. But how many people know you can't do ministry with being broke? The church can't be broke. And God says, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And through this covenant, everybody will be blessed. Everyone is blessed through you because you are a covenant family of Abraham. And God said, you will be blessed. You will be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. But you got to get your mind right. You can't walk in this broke mentality. Some people get mad when people preach about prosperity. And you know why? Ain't nothing but the devil. Because the Bible says that God says, I wish above all things that you be prosperous and in good health. And and the reason why Satan attacks that the most is because that's what God wants for you the most. He said, I came to give you life and to give it to you what? More abundantly. Not more broke. Not more poor. Not more struggles. He came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Today we're going to talk about ownership. Ain't it incredible to own something? Remember, you owned your first car? You liked that car until you had to put some gas in it. Or the radiator broke. You were loving that car and then the taxes came. Now I'm talking about when your mama bought a car and let you borrow the car and you called it your car, but you had to take care of it. It ain't your car. Right? But, but but everybody, remember their first house? You love the house to the furnace tour, right? Because you have responsibilities when you own something. But can I tell you something that you really don't have as much responsi- responsibility as you think? Because you don't own nothing. God owns everything. Okay. Their watch, God's watch. Okay. Their hair, God's hair. <laughs> not the store hair you got it from, but... It's God's (laughs) house. You thought you owned it, but it ain't yours. (laughs) Let me get out of here before I get hurt up in here. Sir, it's women's money, too. I better be quiet. Let me get over there. (laughs) You don't own anything. See, that's the whole thing. The reason why it's so hard for us to tithe 10% because we think God only owns 10%. No, He owns 100% of it. He just say, give me 10% back, and then I'll give you a good measure of blessing back to you. Anyway, th- b- brings us to our first point, number one. God owns it all. Let's read the Scripture again, Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. See, it's funny. Sister Mary, when people ask me, why you give all the money to the church and why you give all the time to the church? It's a Baptist church. You don't own the church. I don't own nothing. I don't own anything if I founded it. I told them I started Maxwell Realty, but I don't own that. Because when God told me I couldn't do real estate, I stopped doing real estate for about eight years because he said I couldn't do it. Why? Because I know if I do what he tells me not to do, I won't get blessed anyway because he did not. He, I do not own Maxwell Realty, even though it's my name, God owns it. And I'm just a steward of what he let me borrow. See, first of all, let me tell you the real proof about why you don't own nothing one day you're going to die, sorry, it's, it's going to happen, hopefully not today or tomorrow, but that day is coming, and you can't t- take nothing with you. And if you don't do a will, your stuff may go to somebody you don't even like, even if you do have a will, it may, right? I know that's an old school joke, but but you never see a U-Haul fall in a hearse. And if you did, they crazy. And if I ever see it, Lord, forgive me, I'm digging up somebody's grave that day. They can't use it. Lord, I knew you were going to send a way to help me bless my church. (laughs) It must be a sign from the Lord. You can't take the stuff with you is what I'm saying. Everything we have is provided by God, and it's His. Even the ability to earn wealth is from Him. Look at Deuteronomy 8:17 8, and 18. It says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me, but remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Remember, I said I don't own my real estate company, right? I don't own it, even though it's mine. In your mind, it's mine, but in my mind, I know it's God's. And God made me stop doing real estate indefinitely because he said, when you're pastoring, I don't need your concentration anywhere else right now. I need you to make sure you take care of the church. And I realized that some of the stuff I went through, if I was doing real estate, I would have caught that midnight train to Georgia. (laughs) But only money I was making was from y'all, so I couldn't go nowhere. Some of y'all are getting on my nerves. <sighs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> but seriously, so, so I don't own it. But then all of a sudden, Dicky Cooley, what's up, Dicky Cooley? And all of a sudden, right, all of a sudden, God say, I can open up my business, March in 2020. And I'm like, God, you know it's a pandemic, right? And you know God gets small with me, maybe because I get small with y'all. Yeah. Shut up i ask you to tell me. Amen. Participating a little too much. <laughs> Just fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Lord gave you whatever. <laughs> but no, seriously, seriously. So he said, you can open it up now. And I'm looking at God like it's a pandemic. And God said, did I ask you about the pandemic? So I opened up the company and God sometimes holds me accountable by making me do certain posts or tell somebody. And so God said, do a post, and people were laughing at me because I got my gloves on and my mask on, and I'm out here showing houses to this one couple, don't even know if I'm a selling thing or not. Nobody's calling, you understand? People were laughing at me, man, you're trying to open up in a pandemic, you crazy. But let me tell you something. I didn't care how crazy I looked, I knew what God said and I heard him, and 2020 and 2021 has probably been the best real estate years in America, period. Nobody saw it in the natural, not even me, but because I don't own Maxwell Realty, I did what God said. He's the one that gives you the power to obtain wealth. The reason why some of us are broke is because you keep trying to lean on your own understanding. Your ways are not his ways. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. His thoughts are higher than yours. It does not have to make human sense. You know why some of you all have not opened your business? Because you're trying to make sense of it. Your credit going to be jacked up if you started or not. Start it with your jacked up credit. Have some type of faith and understand God already loves, always love a success story. Everybody was laughing at me, but in the end, ha ha ha, Not a week went by in 2020, 2021, where Maxwell Realty didn't have a closing. Every other week on the average, we close <laughs> something. Open up a business in the midst of the pandemic because God told me to, and because I, I understand that he's the one that gives me the power to obtain wealth, not me. So I need to sit my little dumb self down, pray to God, and let him walk me through what he tells me to do. If you listen to God and you put him first and you give to him first, bring him your first fruits and your tithe, I bet you he bless you. Amen. I double-dog dagger the tribe. My goodness. He owns everything. If you don't get anything I'm saying from this sermon, get this. You don't own anything. It's God's. So when somebody asks you to give something to them and God didn't give you a word, I can't. Why? Because God didn't tell me to. And it's his business, not mine. It's his money, not mine. It's his car, not mine. It's his watch, not mine. It's his suit, not mine. So if God does not give me clearance to give to you, and I'm not playing in good ground, I'm not saying if you're rich, if you're poor, I'm saying giving to who it is God told you to give to. Yeah, 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 I'm missing it. See, if God is the owner, what does that make us? We managers, which brings us to my second point. Number two, I am the manager. See, when we recognize that God is the owner and we are managers, it becomes clear that we must handle everything with care and prayer because if it's not yours and it's God's, He's the one that dictates what you're supposed to do. If you're an employee of a business, what the business owner expects you to do is to help make them more money and maximize their earnings. That's what they're looking for. Otherwise, you will become unemployed. So, so, all right, suppose you had $10,000 and you gave it to your manager. And you told them what to invest in. And they went about some hair and some makeup, some super for boo, some diapers, some Similac. Would you be well pleased with them? Would you say well done, my good and faithful servant? Would you love them? No. You might want to lay hands on them, not for prayer. Maybe you don't. Let me pray for you, baby. Let me pray. <laughs> right? Why? Because that person took your money and spent it on themselves. They were the manager, and you trusted them to do with your money what you told them to. Question, quick question. Are you an excellent manager of what God gave you? Don't answer it out loud, answer it yourself. I'm not talking about anybody, I'm just saying. Don't you, a manager is placed in his or her position because the owner trusts them. Stewardship is not an issue of money, stewardship is an issue of trust. Which brings us to point three, stewardship is an issue of trust. God trusts you with many things, our bodies, our time, our gifts, and talents, and money. God knew that money and possessions was really gonna compete with your heart. You know that? He he knew that. He knew it. And you, (laughs) but let me tell you this, this is why he talked about money so much. He talked about money more than anything else in the Bible. I'm telling you, you got to read it, though. Some of y'all ain't read it, so don't argue with me. (laughs) 17 out of 38 parables are about money and possessions. 17 out of 38. Nearly one out of every six verses in the gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John focus on money and possessions. Can I tell you this? There are more verses about money in the Bible than love, hope, and prayer combined. So what does that tell you? God don't want you to be broke. Why? Because money magnifies your voice. Remember Ross Perot ran for president? Those who didn't make a bit of sense, did it, Miss Mary? Didn't make no sense. But he was rich. And so people listened. Didn't make no sense at all. But the money magnified his voice. God wants you to be blessed. And what did it say in Psalm 23? He blesses us for. His sake, not yours, because when you look good, he looks good because you his child and you represent him. And when he blesses you, he can put you in the marketplace and you have more influence. People listen to successful people more than broke folk. You know why the police listen to me and the NAACP listen to me? They listen to me because I got a lot of y'all. They don't listen to me because they just like me. They know we got more members. If it was just five of y'all, believe me, they wouldn't listen to me. Hello? (laughs) You understand? I can call the chief police, we cool, he knows me now, but in the beginning, there's probably no way he would've talked to me with two members. Success allows you access, and God wants you to be successful because he wants you to be influential in his kingdom. That's why he wants you to be in abundance. And some of y'all scared to walk in abundance because you let the devil fool you as if being poor is good. It ain't good. Tired of looking at Christians driving cars held together by Christian bumper stickers. <laughs> I love the Lord, but hold on. Let me wrap it a little tighter and keep my bumper on. God wants you to be prosperous. He came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Now, I'm not saying something wrong with you if you're poor, but I'm telling you, after you hear this series, you won't be broke anymore because your mindset will change. As a woman or man, think of so as he or she. The power of life and death is the power of your tongue. You, your, your belly is satisfied by the fruit of your lips. And when you begin to speak what you want and think what you want, your life goes in that direction. You, you know what? Everywhere you go, there you are. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You keep thinking, haven't heard. No, you got to hear the word of God constantly. You got to start speaking out scriptures that talk about prosperity and talk about victory and stop talking about, I ain't going to make it. Oh, no. no, take control of your life and speak what it is you want. Stop letting the devil Make you talk your own self out of your blessings. Control your tongue and speak what you want and not what you don't want. I told that sentence up, but you get what I'm saying. Straight ghetto sentence. i never heard one, but you got it. (laughs) Hey, can God trust me is the next one. And, hey, can God trust me? Money competes with God for lordship of our our lives. What we do with our money is a direct indicator of our heart. Show me your bank account and what you spend on. I can show you your sinful nature. I can show you what you love. I can show you who you love. Show it to me. I bet you I know what your life is. Because wherever your treasure is, your heart is right there. If you didn't love your mama, you wouldn't give her nothing. If you didn't love your kids, you wouldn't help send them to college. Money follows your heart. Your heart follows your money. They together, they ain't never gonna break up. They gonna always be together, forever. Your heart and your money are inseparable. And see, some of us continue to think that money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money, I would say, the lack of money might be closer to more evil. (laughs) Because if you down on a broke street, you better put your bins in the closet. (laughs) Matthew 6.21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, I never put money before God. That's why I always have it. Once I learned that I needed a tithe, before I became a pastor, he said, test me, and I said, Okay. So, let me, you, let me tell you what I do. But God, I'm going to tell you this story. I told it at the 8 o'clock, so I'm going to tell y'all. So, the other week, God told me to give an amount of money to the church. You know, it one time, tithing. I mean, I, I pay above my tithing. Well, you can ask the trustees. I'm sure they, they know that I pay above my tithes because I be competing with them. But they done started putting their marriages together. And I was number one. But <laughs> Miss Spells and Deacon Spells put their names together. And now they beat me. They cheating. When I get a first lady, I'm going to win. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when they start combining all this stuff, I'm the top giving individual. <laughs> but seriously though, God told me to give an amount of money and I gave the card to Anton. And I was look, I must have been looking very distraught because he said, you all right? Then all of a sudden he busts out laughing. Oh, God told you to get something you don't want to give. <laughs> yeah, man. And so I said, He told me to get him. Mm-hmm. He said, What? He told me to get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me about five times to get it out. And trusty came with it, too. So I said, I said, He told me to get $10,000. What? No wonder. And, and, and it was a struggle, but I always end up giving it. It only takes me a, a 30 seconds or a minute or so. I do it. But when I left the office, God rebuked me. He said, how can you expect your leaders to give the moment they say give it? They see you struggling. Have you ever given to me and I haven't given you more than what you gave me? Have, I, have you ever given to me and I didn't give you a good measure of blessing, pressed down, shaking together and running over? How dare you try me? You will put money in the daggone stock market and not worry about it. But when I tell you to play in the church, Oh, he, he got on your boy. And see, some of y'all, when y'all get mad, talking about, I'm talking about you, I don't even know God talking about you be the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking about me out loud. I ain't never called your name. I'm calling my name. God got on me because he said, you a leader? How in the world can you let your leadership see you struggle to get $10,000 as if that's a lot of money? I'm the God of all God. I'm the God of all riches, and if I ask you to plant a seed, you already know you're going to get a harvest. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. And so when you plant that seed, it's going to grow. If you plant a seed here, it may not grow here. If I plant an apple seed here, the apple seed going to grow here. It ain't going to grow over there. The tree is going to grow here if it's in good ground. But if I plant a seed here, that does not necessarily mean new Grove is going to give it to me, but it's going to come from somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because some of y'all mad because y'all gave to somebody and they didn't tell you thank you. But if God told you to give it to them, it was a seed that you planted and they might not even told you thank you. But the harvest is coming from somewhere. I'm trying to talk to you right now because I don't want you to be broke. I want you to be prosperous. I don't want you asking me to borrow money every time I walk out. I'm sorry. I want you to have your own money. See, money provides proof of commitment. To purchase a house, you have to put down some earnest money. You will never get a house for Maxwell Realty without earnest money. Because if you get earnest money and all of a sudden you change your mind a couple of days too long, we're keeping that. We're going to give it to our client. Why? Because at the end of the day, you wasted their time. They took it off the market. You get gay. Oh, y'all don't hear me. It's, it's a commitment. And see, a lot of times people can act like they committed, but when it's time to buy a ring, oh, y'all don't hear me? Yeah. They don't want to pay. Yeah, y'all, yeah y'all, y'all don't hear me. And can I talk to the women for a minute? Because I wasn't in the jury store for a long time. Men be going around here buying these $5,000 rings, and then women go in there and buy a $100 ring. One time this lady saw this ring, she liked it, it cost like six, dollars $700, and then she said, oh, that cost you money. I said, no, that Negro paid $5,000, you're going to buy this ring right here. Ain't but $600, they ain't even hardly a tenth of what he paid for yours. <laughs> Commitment. Where's your heart? Your heart is wherever your money is. See, let me, let me, I got to ask you some questions right quick. See, let, me, let me, let me ask you this. See, you can have fake commitment until it's time to put money behind it. Oh, yeah, I want this house. I want this. You got to put this down. I don't know if I want it. (laughs) I wanted it. But I got to put this down? Yeah. Well, let me think about it. Well, they already knew they wanted it until they did the math. You understand Oh yeah, yeah. Let me let me go. See, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you a basic question. Let me ask you a basic question so I can see. Let me see if you're a good manager of what God gave you. Let me ask you this question. Three questions. Am I giving money to God's work? Proverbs three nine says, "Honor honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits of your crop." Do you do that? Mm-hmm. Two. Do I have a plan for every dollar God has provided? Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Huh? You got to go do this. You got to go. No, you need to have account of what you're going to do. Can God trust me with everything he has provided? See, God measures my trustworthiness by how I manage what he has given me right now. There's an old story about a preacher that asked um, a farmer in his congregation, he said, if you, if you had 100 cows, would you get 50 of them? Yeah, preacher, of course, brother, pastor. He said, well, if you had 100 horses, would you get 50 of those horses? Well, of course, pastor, yeah. Huh? What if you had 100 of this? Yeah, i get 50. What if you had two pigs? Would you get one to the Lord? Now, hold on, pastor. You know I got two pigs. That ain't fair. <laughs> as long as God was asking him for something he didn't have. See, y'all, y'all don't hear me. See, God is not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith, right? All right, look at this, look at this. See, this is the thing. The man kept saying what he would do if he had a hundred, but he couldn't even do what he was supposed to do with two. See, if you don't tie $10 out of a hundred, God not going to give you a thousand. Because if he couldn't get 10 out of 100, he know he's not going to get 100 out of 1,000. Because however you are, you're magnified. If you're stingy, you're going to be stingy. If you're stingy, broke, you're going to be more stingy when you get rich. Because the money only magnifies who you are. That's all it does. And so you, you won't give God his 10%. Now, I'm not saying you curse with a curse. I understand the Old Testament, New Testament, they go together. But he said you will be blessed by grace. So I'm not saying that you curse with a curse. But I am saying you're leaving money on the table. Let, let me talk. What I, see, I, I like being with the most. But, but let me talk to my simple people that's, that's cool with me. Like, uh, how many people play spades? All right, right, right. All right. Don't you hate when you ask your partner what you got? And they say two and they got five books, and y'all bidded six, and y'all could have bid nine. Now you only got three little points, and you could have got 30 more added to it. If you would have it what you was supposed to, you left books on the table. My God, are you paying attention? They Put that, put that E&J down. Stop it. Your mind ain't here. <laughs> handbagging Man, I'm tired. We could have won this game 20 hands ago. This joker here. You got two jokers the ace of spades and dudes of diamonds, all this stuff. And you talking about two bucks? <laughs> Ain't got no hearts. You couldn't have thought you could have cut something? <laughs> and you get upset. That's how you should be if you're not tithing. you leaving money on the table. You're leaving blessings on the table because when you don't give God what he asks you, he, you're not blessed with the blessing. You're not cursed with the curse anymore, but do, how many people feel blessed? See, see, you feel blessed, but say you're giving $5 out of your $100, right? That ain't tithing. So you just sandbagging just like your spade partner. You say you're tithing. You're just giving some gifts. But when you really tithe, oh my God, God, boy, you will run a Boston every single time when the enemy comes and gets your money. He said, test me in this and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and part of blessing, you won't have room to receive. I rebuke the devourer. You will know who to give money to. You will know who not to give money to because as long as you're obedient to me, I got you. We got to get 8 o'clock this because the spades thing. Y'all felt me. Look at y'all that's why some of y'all miss eight o'clock playing stage last night if they got the time went up an hour ain't never been COVID ain't never seen this many people since before yeah 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 wait eight (laughs) o'clock eight o'clock yep man you probably gonna text him now you sure messed up our game last night (laughs) see It's not how much we have of the world that dictates our generosity toward God, but how much God has of us. What are you doing now with what you have? Can God trust you? Can He? So number B, can I trust God? The only time God ever tests us is with money. Do you realize that? Let's look at Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Woo! Trust in any relationship, woo, is critical. Can God trust you? Do you trust him? Ah, I I never hardly have cash on me. That's why don't ask me for no money. And so, but on the back of every, all the money, what they say? In God we what? We trust. But do we really trust God or do we trust what in God we trust is written on? See, if you trust money, you won't give when God says give. Oh, yeah, y'all, y'all don't hear me. See, when God told me to stop doing my real estate when I got here, it's funny, in the interview, you remember when y'all asked me when am I getting my rid real, of real, my real estate company when y'all interviewed me and I said never. I ain't care if he got me the job or not. I was like, never. Like, y'all got me on a year probation. I'm finna just get rid of my business. I ain't never doing that. Get on my real estate company. Y'all talking about come here for a year. You got me on probation. I may not have a job in 12 months. And yet you want me to get rid of everything I have. You're not Jesus. He's not asking me this. <laughs> That's man, and I'm not listening to that. I might have a hard time listening to Jesus on that one, but I'm definitely not listening to you, right? But then when I got here, God said, you can't do real estate, and I stopped doing it because he told me to. But if I would have trusted him more than I trusted money, I would have missed what he has for me. When you learn how to put God before money, You're going to have money. See, the problem is we keep looking for what's in God's hand. But if we just give God our heart and seek his face, he'll give you everything that's in his hand. You understand what I'm saying? When you really understand how to take care of God, I'm not just talking about tithing to the church. I'm talking about when God takes you to give to anybody. When God tells you to bless anybody. God will ask you to bless your enemy sometimes. Ooh, Lord! I used to get real mad until I, you know, I'm a petty person. So I started reading the scripture, right? And then the scripture said, you know, if you bless your enemies, like pouring hot coals on their head. So now when God asks me to get to my enemy, I don't care. I'm like, he's dealing with them. I had to look at it like that. But whenever God asks you to bless anybody, you need to do it. Why? Because that's a seed. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken know his what? Seed. I know he's talking about you as the seed, but he's also talking about your seed. Y- y'all don't hear me, man. But y'all don't hear me. It's critical. See? Let me tell you this story. Let me tell you this story. And I'm, I'm going to sit down after this. Why you can't trust money. You got to trust God. God told me to take a year off from work. Now, I wasn't living at home first time visits, I wasn't. I was living by myself in my own house, making good money. Cause I was doing real estate. He didn't tell me to leave that alone. I was still, I, was a, I wasn't a principal. I was a teacher, special education teacher, you know, doing workshops, blah, blah, blah. God said, take a year off. And the reason why he told me to take a year off was because some of the seminary classes weren't offered in, at night. And so I was working full time and going at night uh, to take my classes. But some classes were only offered in the daytime. So God said, take a year off and finish those classes. I said, okay, right? Forgot that I had a mom and daddy because God blocked it because he wanted me to walk by faith. God sustained me. I didn't go hungry. I had my work done. I didn't. I, 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 I fellowshiped. I met other preachers, and all I did was go to school for a whole year. wasn't no millionaire, but God will sustain you. See, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. So stop trusting money and trust Him. So I took a whole year off, went, went to uh uh. Seminary and so one day God tells me to go to Walmart and if you don't know me I hate Walmart So it wasn't nothing but the Lord If I'm there my mama sent me my sister sent me or some lady done sent me there I ain't going in Walmart by myself. I can't do it. I hate it. They only have one cash register with all these people I don't wait in line Self-checkout don't work. Come on Walmart All these people in here you got one person working? Why would you go grab some of them people that say hey to me at the door and put them on the cash register. I don't need them to say hey to me. Let them check me out. Well, hey, look over there. Get on the cash register, man. I'm ready to go. So anyway, but, but so I went there that day, and I saw the church pastor and the people who I was supposed to preach the next day. And what were they doing? Girl, they were having to fish fry to sell fish to buy a building. Yes. What? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Good job. Couldn't have planned that. no. You, We're going to make sure you on the tape. Look here. <laughs> yes. Couldn't have had more perfect timing. What? Unless you Captain D's. You ain't buying no business with no fish sandwich, okay? You got to buy the fish. You got to buy the mustard, the ketchup, the tartar sauce, the bread. Unless you hanging with Mr. Bubble, you know what I'm saying? He used to fish all the time. You paying for that stuff. And they were trying to buy a building. And I said, God said, that's why I have you here. I'm like, okay. I saw them, I went back home. What are you talking about? The next day when I'm getting ready to preach, I only had $500. left I had just taken, it was like my sixth month of not working, right? I had $500 left. And God said, write a check for $500. I wanted to be like Arnold. What you talking about, God? <laughs> $500? I ain't got but $500. It might bounce. I'm like, hold oh, I got 500 in some chain up. I clearly know it ain't but $500. Cause you know when you start getting broke, you look at your bank account all the time. Hold on, man. Was, uh, I carry the one and move there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, zero, no. All I had was $500. He said, write a check. I wrote a check, and Anton thought I was bad when I gave him that credit card, mm-mm. I put $500 in the, in the offering basket. It came back around. I took my $500 check out. <laughs> and you know, that's a risk, especially in a black shirts. You know, the reason all they played, boy, you been there. But the man saw it, and he said, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, appreciate it, right? So then, so then I get up. <laughs> He didn't argue with me, dude. He just said, I understand. <laughs> like, you must have wrote too many zero by mistake. I get it. <laughs> so I get up, and I, I'm about to preach, and I'm shaking. I'm talking about my knees shaking, because I might not do what I'm supposed to do sometime, but in the pulpit, it feels a little bit more worse, you know? And I was shaking. Oh, Jesus, help me. And I said, oh, man, so I got the check. And I stopped shaking, and I said, God told me to give you all this money. You cannot get a building sell, selling fish sandwiches. Y'all need to become tithers. God told me to give you this, this is my last $500. Don't let me love your church more than you. I put it in. I ain't even asking to bring. They started bringing money. Some lady had a Bank of America bag. Real? Well, and just was bringing money. But I realized because they had been taught, they wanted to give, but nobody had asked. Man, they were just bringing money. And eventually they did. I think they got a church like within 24 months, but I know it wasn't from selling fish. You hear what I'm saying? But look at this. But look at this. Look at this. After I gave the $500, I might, I might lie to you outside, but I ain't going to lie to you here. I'm just getting on my die right here, but I lie to you here. I ain't going to say I won't lie to you. I might lie to you in the parking lot. I might lie to you in the lobby, y'all. but I ain't going to lie to you up here. I gave my last $500. And, but the next, that same week, boom, I got another rebate check from Best Buy that had already received. Got another retirement check from the city I had already received. Got another, I kept getting, God gave me double of what I had received because I was faithful to him and gave him my last. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm not saying God is saying give your last, but whatever God is telling you to give, that's what you do. I'm not even saying here because you listen to me, and you're supposed to be another church, send it there. I'm not saying that it has to be Newbies Grove. It could be your mama, your daddy, your cousin, somebody God has told you to bless, but when you do what God tells you to do, woo, he'll give you a good measure of blessing. Press down, shake it together and running over. You better watch out because if I could wrap it again, I would say, give me my overflow. When you really start doing what God asks you to do, he will put you in the overflow. He'll give you an overflow and blessing. Test him. Put him to the test. Man, I I put him to the test. When God said, time and put him to the test, okay, God, I'm going to try this. If it don't work, I ain't giving you no more money. (laughs) Keep it at 100. I did it. I've never been broke. Ever since the day I started, tithing. can I tell you something right now? They always say, "Never say never." I never be broke because I always give to God what He asked me to give, and that's why I always be blessed. <laughs> Worried about nobody firing me? Worried about that? My God, fire me! I speak straight tomorrow. Truth be told, I got fired from my job, and he got to him. here. Got fired one day, y'all hired me the next day. Because God knew I wasn't going to take, do. it was, it was, you know, I was trying to take care of the people, but I ain't, I ain't getting all that, but the point is I ain't had no job. But I ain't care, because I knew God was going to take care of me. Right. Y'all hadn't said y'all voted me, oh, okay, I'm good, cool, thank you, God. You understand? You won't worry about the devil, because you know he rebukes him. When he comes against you, he'll rebuke the pestilence. He'll rebuke your enemy. He'll make sure you don't give your money to the wrong person. My God, if you just trust him with your money, he know he has your heart. Can I tell you a thing? Sometimes, sister girl don't even want no shoes. She just want to see if you gonna buy. Them. You got a three, four, five pair of black. They all look the same. She doesn't want to know if she got your heart. You know it. This is probably you who's there saying what. Mm-hmm, you guilty. Giving away your secrets. I showed did. I didn't release some man. I didn't help him in the name of Jesus. God does not need your money. He wants your heart. And when you are obedient to him with your money, he know he got everything else. Lord have mercy told me to leave my real estate company alone for eight years. I just now realized it was eight years, a new beginning. He didn't gave me a good measure, of blessing, pressed down, stayed together, run over. I only had to try to go find clients. I had to do all this marketing and stuff. But now because I take care of my kingdom job first, God blesses me and give me the overflow. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, which means you don't have to sweat. I sweat preaching, but I don't sweat selling houses. You understand what I'm saying? Because if I take care of what God wants me to take care of, he's gonna add on the rest of it. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If I take care of the entree God wants me to take care of, he'll handle all the side dishes for me. He'll give me my car. He'll give me my house. He'll give you your wife. He'll give you your husband. He'll give you a good measure of blessing. Brush down, shake it together, and run it over. You'll be blessed in the valley and blessed in the field. Blessed in your coming and blessed in your going. You shall be blessed. Nobody can take it away from you. Because once God know? He has your heart. He's going to give you an overflowing blessing. He's going to give you a good measure blessing. Press down. Shake it together. And run it over. Why? Because when he got your heart, he knows you will do with your money, your blessings whatever it is you're supposed to do. And because I gave him my Isaac, I gave him my real estate company. I gave it to him. He gave it back, pressed down, shaking together and running over. You know what I realized? I love my mama, my daddy, my sisters. I I love Atlanta, but I realized I didn't miss Atlanta as much as I thought. I missed my money. Newbies Grove hadn't paid me one time for two and a half months. I didn't even know it. Only reason I knew it, because when I went to go buy the truck I bought, they wanted some checks. So I would say, oh, man, I need my checks. I said, like, man, we forgot to pay you, because I still had the residual money from when I was making money at home. Yeah. Yeah. I was buying trucks with cash money, because I was making money. But now God has given me even more <laughs> blessings than I had in the age. Why? Because I love the A and I gave it up. I love my real estate and I gave it up. So now he gave it back to me in good measure. What is God asking you to give up that he want to take from you but give it back to you multiplied? Ooh, I'm a testament. I'm telling you, I'll never be broke again. You can say I was broke, now I'm not. In fact, don't even want to say I was broke. Just say now I'm not because some of y'all are going to get caught up. We might change this series, and now I'm not. <laughs> they don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> get the CD for the first sermon, you understand it. Now I'm not. I'll never be broke again. Now, now, now. Ooh, it. Sh- you got to believe it and know it. Right. Let me get out of here. It's 1221. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> that hour hurt me. Let me close this out. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest decision anyone could ever make is to surrender your life to Jesus. And see, the reason why you can't really give God your money, because you haven't given him your heart. Give Jesus your heart today. Say, look here, I know that I've lived a life that isn't pleasing to you. And even when I become a Christian, I still may live some of the same and do some of the same wretched things I did. But I know when I give you my heart, you'll make me better. I'll never be sinless, but I will sin less because I'm walking with you.